So today is the 18th of April, 2022. Tonight we'll have questions and answers. So we'll do the question in Thai, then the answer in Thai, then the question in English, and the answer in English. So the first question is, when I remove all my thoughts and I wait for them to come up, I have strong awareness and consciousness. I have almost no thoughts, but no concentration. Should I concentrate on that spot where the thoughts are coming up, or be more wide with awareness? Purnan answered that the meaning here is to have mindfulness. That whatever thoughts we're having, we set our minds to have mindfulness in our hearts and minds. And we see that this proliferation, this thinking, it's a type of sense object that arises in the mind. It's a dhamma aramana, a dhamma sense object, which is a sense object that is a type of dhamma. So we practice to have a lot of mindfulness, to have firmly established mindfulness. And when our mindfulness is firmly established, then the thoughts reduce and become less. Sometimes the thoughts arise, and then we know them as they arise. We know the thoughts as they arise, stay for a little while, and cease. We know the thoughts in time. And then doing this, wisdom arises right there. We see the mind is just the mind. It's not self. This is vipassana, clear seeing. So sometimes we're able to see this clearly. This is possible. And when the mindfulness is weak, then we think and proliferate a lot. So set one's knowing to be right there, to know at the point where one is thinking. If one's thinking a lot, then know that one is thinking a lot. If one's thinking a little, then know that one is thinking a little. If one's not thinking, then know that one is not thinking. Know that all things are impermanent, suffering and not self. This is true of all thoughts. So establish one's mindfulness in the mind. And if the mindfulness is weak, then one can observe the in and out breathing or with the mantra Bhutto, or both at the same time. Or one can chant it to be so 108 repetitions. One can chant a lot, one can chant 84,000 repetitions to the point of proficiency. And one can do two or three rounds of 84,000 repetitions. Then there comes the point where we don't feel we need to chant so long. We can just chant Buddha, Dhammo, Sangho, and that feels like enough. And then we practice to chant to bring the mind to peacefulness. So if we're thinking a lot, then we can chant and do the observation of the in and out breathing. So the second question is, when I focus on the pause between my breath, my vision might stop for a second. Should I then force it to stop, even if I stop breathing then? Nung answer was, there's no need to control to make this happen. We see the in-breath come in, and it stays for a little while, then the out-breath occurs. So when the in-breath comes in, we know it. We know it's staying for a little while as well. And we know the breath as it goes out. So we know the breath as it comes in, stays for a little while, and goes out. And we have mindfulness to observe this process of coming in, 
staying for a little while and going out, we see both the in-breath and the out-breath arise, stay for a little while and cease. So we have mindfulness to see this. When we see this clearly, this is vipassana, clear seeing. And if our mindfulness is firm, then we have knowing, have clear understanding. We understand that all things are impermanent, suffering and not self. And so we see that absolutely everything in this world, whatever material things, whatever wealth, whether one has a wife or a husband or children and so on, everything in the world, when our breath ceases, all these things are gone as well. So we see this clearly, we see that this body, this breath is impermanent. And is there anything in the world that we can cling to as self? So seeing in this way, this is the arising of vipassana. When we see this clearly, we see the Dhamma. So the third question, if I read a book, should I be self-aware? Nongpornan answered that we read a book and we have mindfulness with what we're reading. We try not to think anything, think about anything outside of that, but we think and have mindfulness with whatever topic we're reading, have mindfulness in the present moment. So this is one way of training our mindfulness. Because we have mindfulness whether sitting, standing, walking or lying down, have mindfulness with thinking and speaking, have mindfulness with listening to Dhamma, have mindfulness with reading books. So we see that this quality of mindfulness is the important point to have self-awareness, to know oneself. Sometimes when we're reading a book on Dhamma, we're reading mindfully, we can have rapture, happiness, and samadhi, collectedness arise. This is possible. Then the Dhamma that we've read, we can contemplate to understand it clearly, just as if we're listening to a Dhamma talk. And if we're reading another type of book, then we try to establish our mindfulness well in the present moment, not to think or proliferate about anything outside of what we're reading. So the fourth question is, is consciousness higher than mindfulness? Mungpurnan answered that uh, consciousness is not higher than mindfulness. Consciousness is a quality of nature, it's a natural phenomenon that belongs to the five khandhas. We have the khanda of form, of materiality, which is these four elements of earth, air, fire, and water that gather together, we call this materiality. This is the first khanda. We have the second khanda of vedana, or feeling tone, which is the feeling of pain or pleasure that arises in the mind, or neither pain nor pleasure. And this is also feelings in the body of cold or hot, of wet or dry, of rain, snow, humidity. These are all types of vedana in the body. We have hunger that arises and ceases, pain and soreness. If we don't sleep enough, we feel sleepy. These are all types of vedana that occur in the body that the mind knows and receives. So we call this vedana. Then we have sanya, which is remembering or not remembering. 
we have a sound arise, and we know well, what kind of sound is that? Is it an animal, a human, the wind, a natural sound, and so on? We have the feeling that we know arise when we listen, or we smell. It's an aromatic smell or not an aromatic smell. We have a liking or disliking for that smell. That's a vedana as well. And when it comes to consciousness or vijnana, this is uh, something of nature that arises, stays for a little while and ceases. For instance, vijnana arises, consciousness arises when we listen to something, when we hear something, or when we see a form with the eye, or we taste something with the tongue, like sour, sweet, bitter, and so on, or we feel something with the body, like hard or soft, warm or cold, or when we think, have a mental object arise in the mind, this is manavijnana, or mental consciousness. So this is one of the five khandas. It belongs to nature, and it's not higher than mindfulness, because mindfulness is something that we need to train. This consciousness is something that belongs to the five khandas, the mind that doesn't have mindfulness will cling to these five khandas as self. This is the cause for suffering to arise. And if we have mindfulness, then we don't cling, we don't suffer. So when we compare the two between consciousness and mindfulness, consciousness is a natural phenomenon, one of the five aggregates. But mindfulness is something that we cultivate to know that consciousness is not self, such that we don't cling to consciousness, so that we don't suffer. So the next question. During singing the praises to the Buddha before the meal at Vamapchan, I began to cry uncontrollably. Many memories of childhood and Christianity came up, and I felt a deep sense of faith for the Triple Gem. Should I trust this experience? So Lumpurnan answered that this is an old cause and condition that we've cultivated in the past, that we've done before. We hear the sound of the chanting, it enters into our heart. Our heart is collected and gathered in samadhi. And this gives rise to rapture, fullness and happiness in the mind. Then we have tears. This is an aspect of rapture, of piti. We feel fullness in the heart with the chanting. So this arises as well when we sit in meditation and the mind is peaceful. It can happen at this time as well. So we should be proud of this happening, proud of this experience. It means that we have faith in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha inside of ourselves already. So for myself, I had this experience as well, listening to this chanting as a child in school, and I would have rapture and all my hairs would stand on end. And this would happen every time when I was about 10 or 11 years old. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was happening. So I asked my friends about it, if they had a similar experience or if they knew what it was. And it was something that I couldn't 
explain, all my hairs would stand on end. I felt very full in my heart. My mind was collected and peaceful for a period of time. But asking my friends, none of them had this experience. And to this day, it's an experience that I remember well. This is rapture and fullness of heart. So this is a quality of character, a type of parami, of spiritual virtue that you've cultivated in the past, that you've built in the past, so that when you listen to this chanting, then you can have rapture and fullness of heart arise. Next question. In Lumpucha's biography, he says that he had labored breathing in meditation caused by attachment to his determination. I have the same problem. What do you recommend? So Lumpurnan answered that uh, practice to not control the breathing. We have, if we have this feeling that the breath is labored or uncomfortable, then we should count the breath on the in-breath, one, two, three, four, five, on the out-breath, one, two, three, four, five. So try this counting method, or one can count on the in-breath, one, two, three, four, five, six, on the out-breath, one, two, three, four, five, six. And do this until it feels smooth and even to the point where mindfulness is with the counting, not thinking about anything outside. And then we reach the point where we're, we're able to put down the counting of the breath and be with the breath, just the breath by itself. And then we don't control the breath to be long or short. If our mind is very agitated, then we can breathe in deeply, filling the lungs deeply, in and then out, and do this three times. And then after having breathed deeply three times, then we return to counting the breath. The next question, uh, sitting sabai sabai, which is a Thai word meaning relaxed and at ease. So sitting relaxed and at ease is very difficult. Do you have any tips? So Lumpurnan answered that this is normal. One should practice patient endurance first. We go to sit in meditation and to feel at ease in our hearts, to feel happy in our hearts, is not always like that. So we have to have patient endurance first. If for ourselves, when we listen to the melodic morning chanting, praising the triple gem, if we uh, enjoy that or we like that, we can use that as our meditation mantra, that same melodic chanting. We sit and we recollect the Buddha using that chant that we like, and this can give rise to rapture easily. And if, if this is the case for us, that we have an affinity with this chant, we use it as our meditation word, and we do it a lot, we repeat it a lot. And this can give rise to a deep feeling, feeling very touched in the heart through this chant, and using this chant as a method to bring the mind to peace. <clears throat> and once the mind is peaceful and has rapture arise, then we can look at the breathing afterward. And so we should do this a lot, practice this a lot. If we're not peaceful and collected, then we have patient endurance, first of all. This is something that takes time. It's like planting a tree. 
it's not that we plant the tree and then we get a tree in one day. It's not like that. It takes time. It's not that having been born, we can immediately run around. It's not like that. It takes time. So next question. I feel a strong connection to Kuan Yin. How may I use this? So Long Pranan answered that this is the loving kindness and compassion because all bodhisattvas have this loving kindness and compassion and so therefore we recollect these qualities of loving kindness and compassion. We have faith with the bodhisattvas and we practice to make our own minds, to bring our own minds to have loving kindness and compassion for ourselves and for all beings. Not to harm oneself, not to harm others, but to set one's mind to be firm in goodness, firm in virtue, firm in the Dhamma. In this way our mind is cool and shaded and happy and at ease. So the last question. My attachment to family is the biggest obstacle to ordination. Do you have any recommendations? I want to help them. Salom Pornan answered that it's normal having been born. We have family, we have those close to us. We have the mother, father, the brothers and sisters, and so on. And we feel uh, grateful to them or we want to help them. But we have to understand that all things that we love, we must be separated from. And before this time that everyone is uh, born, every mother, father, child, uh, sibling is all born and then dies according to their own karma. And so this is normal. When I came to ordain myself, I was worried as well about my siblings, about my mother. But when the time came, it was time for me to cultivate goodness and merit, to seek out freedom from suffering. And when we meet with success in our Dhamma practice, then we're able to advise and help our family, help our mother and father, to help our siblings, we can advise them to give donations, to give alms, to listen to Dhamma. We can help advise them on how to build merit and build goodness. But we have to practice for ourselves first. To have this kind of love and attachment is normal, but it's something we have to put aside first. We have to put it down first. This is normal for a good person to have this kind of worry and care. But it's something we have to put down. We have to cut off this worry, first of all. Because we see that in life, having been born, everyone must die. We're all, we all are born and we all die according to causes. So we have to see the Dhamma first. We have to see that all the things in this world are impermanent, suffering and not self. And so therefore we strive to practice and train our hearts to give rise to Dhamma in our own hearts. So now we'll continue meditating until 9 p.m. 
and the lay people here at Wat Mapchan are invited to meditate in the Vihara 